0: hello good evening welcome to eyewitness news coming to you live from our studios at number eleven dr martin loop in Adabraka in Accra. my name is salom adonu and i'm here with
2: akosia otry
0: coming up over the next 90 minutes
2: right on speaker
3: paragraph 77.2 they say that hungary anti-lgbtq legislation is targeted at children even if they say below 80 years yeah. Adults are allowed to engage in same-sex marriage, but they say this: the key elements in the Hungary legislation are the prohibition of all forms of advertising.
0: Parliament begins debate towards passage of controversial private members' bill, popularly called the anti-gay bill. It appears all 275 MPs are in support. More on this later. Also on Eyewitness News.
4: The situation is very dire because currently some are facing eviction from their property because some, I mean, use their property as a collateral to take some money to be able to do the supply.
0: Creditors of the National Buffer Stock Company will today continue their protest at the company by sleeping at its premises for a second night in their quest to push for the payment of debt owed them for supplying food items to school. Still on Eyewitness News, NDC accuses the NIA for colluding with the Electoral Commission to scheme towards rigging election 2024. Stay with 97.3 City FM for more on this and other stories on Eyewitness News and in business.
2: Government to set up 1,000 electric car charging stations in Ghana within five years.
0: There is more in business in the next 50 minutes. Eyewitness News is live across the country on all our affiliates and around the globe at citynewsroom.com. Your comments are welcome via WhatsApp line zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. You can follow me on Twitter at Selom Adunda hashtag as always is City Newsroom. Akusia has our first story.
2: Yes, so we we'll start off with the National Food Supplies Association because they are still protesting at the premises of the National Food Buffer Stock. Company. The aggrieved workers began their protest yesterday, with some spending the night at the place defying all conditions. The suppliers, who number about 275, are demanding the payment of two years arrears owed by the buffer stock company for food suppliers made to some senior high schools. Speaking to City News on, the, on day two of the exercise, a supplier, Simon Ajay, says his company is on the verge of laying off workers to keep them afloat
4: the situation is very dire because currently some are facing eviction from their property because some I mean, use their property as a collateral to take some money to be able to do the supply and we had the promise that at least by three months you should have your money and we are running in excess of a year and a half, almost two years without any payment. For instance my company, we are also struggling seriously and we have no option than to also lay off workers, because for about a year and a half, I mean, there's no money coming in, we are not supplying, you, you understand. So that, that that's a challenge we are facing now. In total, we are looking at about 20 people going home, because now, they are in the house, they don't do any work, yet we pay them. We pay them. It, it is not at all. I mean, it's really collapsing our business, I
0: can tell you. So, you had um, a member of the protesting team of the creditors of the National Buffer Stock Uh, company who are protesting uh, at the premises of the uh, national buffer stock company uh, because they claim that or they say that uh, the company owes them uh, um, a lot of money. Eyewitness News on 97.3 City FM. We'll go to Parliament now. where uh, And we'll get back to this story. We're trying to raise some of the uh, uh, the, the creditors on the line. We'll get back to that story as soon as we raise them. Now we'll go to Parliament.
2: The minority in Parliament says no international treaty stands to be violated if the promotion of proper sexual human rights and Ghanaian family values bill is passed. The Constitutional, Legal, and Parliamentary Affairs Committee, in its report on the bill, revealed that arguments raised against the bill include a breach of international treaties, such as the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, International Covenant on Civic and Political Rights, among others. But debating the bill in Parliament, the ranking member on the Constitutional, Legal, and Parliamentary Affairs, Bernard Ahienfo, denied such claims.
3: In line with good parliamentary a practice, we advertised the bill and the bill became so sensational that we have received about 200 memoranda from the general public. And the committee, after going through the bill, came out with a report and we are praying that the report of the committee be adopted and the bill be passed into law. Mr. Speaker, by way of a preliminary comment, I submit that the bill under reference, if passed into law, would not violate Article 108 of the 1992 Constitution of the Republic of Ghana. Mr. Speaker, we've done enough consultation with experts in finance and economics and we are of the view that Section 100 of the Public Financial Management Act would not be violated if this bill is passed into law. Because the bill has no fiscal impact for somebody to say there must be a fiscal impact analysis. We consulted the experts to that effect. Mr. Speaker, As said by those arguing against the bill, I am inclined to say that if this bill is passed into law, there is no provision in any international treaty or convention that will be violated by the passage of this particular bill into law. And they have not even stated one to be violated. Mr. Speaker, they are advocating for same-sex marriage. What then is marriage? Mr. Speaker, there is a famous, celebrated case that gives a classical legal definition of marriage. And this case is height versus height. Every student of law, in family law, knows about this particular case, that the classical legal definition of marriage found in height versus height. According to Lord Penzance, he defines marriage as a voluntary union for life between one man and one woman to the exclusion of others. He never defines marriage to be between a man and another man or a woman and another woman. Mr. Speaker, if you go further into law, in line with the case of Children versus Gordon Mendoza, Lord Miley stated clearly that a marriage in marriage a man's spouse a man's spouse must be a woman and a woman's spouse must be a man. They never defined marriage to be between same sex. He even went further to say that any marriage, that the spouse will not be, any marriage of a man, that the spouse will not be a woman, is void. So, Mr. Speaker, what are we talking about advocating for same-sex marriage? in the name of human rights. Mr. Speaker, what then is human rights? Mr. Speaker, human rights, basic human rights and freedom, human rights are basic rights and freedom that belong to every person in the world from birth until death. So Mr. Speaker, with the issue relating to the transgender are they saying that because i am born a man i am not given the opportunity as a man to transgender to be a woman
2: That was ranking member on the Constitutional, Legal and Parliamentary Affairs Committee, Bernard Anhiafo, On the Member of Parliament for Ablekuma West, Esla Usu Kufu is urging women who are compelled by their husbands to undergo oral and anal sex to report to the police for assistance. The legislator indicated that some wives have been threatened with divorce by their husbands over failure to partake in such sexual acts, hence the need for the proposed bill to address such concerns.
5: For the avoidance of doubt, and for the information of names, oral sex, anal sex, regardless of whether it is between man and woman, man and man, or woman and woman, is illegal under our law. So if there's anybody who is practicing oral sex or anal sex today, On a man or a woman, please note that what you're doing is against the existing law of this country, because it is a natural knowledge. And so I will urge any woman, I will urge any woman, any young girl, who is being subjected to any such practice under the guise of heterosexual uh, sex to know that what she may us to do is against our law and to seek help from the police to stop that act from happening. Mr. Speaker, oral sex is a natural carnal knowledge, anal sex is a natural carnal knowledge, use of sex toys is a natural carnal knowledge, whether you do it on a man or a woman, and we need to recognize that, and enforce the law of the land as it stands today.
2: Asla Usu is Member of Parliament for Ablekuma West. Let's still stay on this matter because the lead advocate of the promotion of proper sexual human rights and Ghanaian family values bill, Samuel Nati George, says most Western countries that endorsed same-sex marriage have been faced with a depletion of their workforce. The lawmaker says most of the Western countries are offering migration opportunities to Ghanaians to be able to replace their workforce as a result of the act. Honorable Aya,
3: for his submission, said in 50 years there will be migration. Well, he doesn't need to wait 50 years. It's happening today. He it it says they will be extinct. In fact, extinction comes when they lack people. Currently, most of the Western countries are attracting our finest brains here and offering migration programs to bring people in there because their workforce has been depleted. They have an overage population. Because, Mr. Speaker, like it is attributed to Robert Mugabe, if we put two men in a room and give them 12 12 months to produce as an offspring, they cannot produce an offspring. And so, Mr Speaker, we will continue to stand here. But let me use this opportunity, Mr Speaker, to celebrate Mr Speaker, who has been a stalwart and a bastion for this bill. But for Mr Speaker, this bill would most likely have been killed. Mr Speaker has stood his ground and ensured that this bill has come this far. And I want to use this opportunity with the support of my colleague members of parliament, since we all support this bill, to serve notice to the Western powers that we have taken judicial notice of what they have done to the Speaker of Uganda. After Uganda after Uganda passed the bill, after Uganda passed the bill, the sanctions on the Speaker of Uganda's parliament and on the sponsors of those bills, will serve notice as well. That if they replicate same with our speaker and members of parliament, we will also take action against their business interests in our country. Because <laughs> they, they serve in this country and make money from here and take back home, they cannot hold us to ransom. And like has been asked on this forum, Mr. Speaker,
6: why is it,
3: why is it that the American Secretary of State has not sanctioned the Secretary of Defense because June was declared Pride Month? And they had transgender parades. The U.S. Secretary of Defense blocked and stopped a transgender parade on a U.S. Air Force base because he said the U.S. Pentagon, which is their defense headquarters, would not support such activity. Governor DeSantis has passed legislation against open transgender parades in Florida. Why have they not taken on their own citizens? If-
0: so you heard Sam um, George, Member of Parliament for Nigo Pram Pram, and indeed is one of the key proponents of the bill. He joins us on the line for, for further conversation on this matter. Hello, good evening, sir. Welcome to Eyewitness News. So Parliament has begun debate on the matter. Um, can you tell us where this puts us in the process of um, legislation uh, uh, um, as far as the law enactment route is concerned? Where do we go from here?
6: Good evening, Um we have completed the debate of the committee's report. And so second reading is literally done. Now what we have to do is a consideration stage, which is where we will take the amendments that have been proposed by the committee to the bill. Um, the good thing is most of these amendments are amendments that were discussed extensively with us as sponsors, and so there's agreement on between the sponsors and the committee on about, I'll say 95% of the amendments that have been proposed. So we have a few amendments that will just be brought on the house. About 5% of them will have a debate on them because the committee takes a view as sponsors. We take a different view, but largely once we are done with those clause by clause considerations, you have the third reading and then the bill is passed.
0: I see. So so what, what will you see are some of the major amendments that this bill is likely to see, based on your engagement with
6: stakeholders? Well, there are no major, major amendments. Uh, most of them are uh, consequential. Uh, for example, in the short title, removing Ghanaian and proper in the short title of the bill. So it reads the promotion of family values, uh, of, of, of sexual rights and family values bill because there's the argument that every law passed in Ghana is Ghanaian anyway so there's no need for Ghana Ghanaian to be in the law. So those are some of the things and then I think one of the biggest ticket items you may talk about will be the fact that we have taken out the issue of intersex. Um, mm. if, and, and if you look at that it is not an it's not. A, it's, it's not an like acquired trait.
0: It's it's it's. Yeah, because it's in the original
6: bill, well, no, in the in the original bill, it is actually exempted, and not criminalized. If you take the original bill, we when we when we list all the things that are criminal, and all the expressions, we state intersects and create an exemption for it. So the decision is instead of stating it in the bill and creating an exemption, take it out completely. Because so that's what we've done. So that's why I said. It's not substantial to the body of the bill. Um, on the issue of uh, financial cost to the state, a conversation was had around that, and we decided, that okay, fine. Many of the churches and BFOs already provide medical support to um, people who need that support without it being legislated. So there's a portion that talked about providing medical care to persons who wanted help. Um, we would rather provide them access to that help without necessarily stating it in the bill so that that doesn't become the the basis for any challenge and thing that it could attract costs to the state
0: wow so so as it stands now there is no provision for persons who may be caught in this web you know who may need medical assessment there's no medical assessment there's no such provision in in the bill and you're saying that you're taking it off
6: no 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 slow down okay slow down There is, there is, there are, there are, there is a proposed amendment to take out medical support for persons engaged in the act who during prosecution claim that they want help, which is something that was in the bill originally. Victims, support for victims, children who are molested or persons who are molested by individuals Still enjoy their, their protection. But those protections still remain. What has been taken away is there used to be a that would, or which, which is being proposed, to be, and don't forget, it's a proposal, it must make its way through the floor of the House, was for us to provide support such that it would even affect sentences. And the argument became that anybody at all could just jump on that bandwagon uh, when they see that they are facing prosecution. Until I need help, so to make sure that that whole arrangement is tidier and cleaner, we're taking that out. But children, persons under the age of eighteen who are victims will still get their protection. Uh,
0: and and that will not, you know, burden the state. That will not place on the state a financial burden. As, you know not. That will the not way, place the on way, the state a financial burden. The
6: way, the way, the way it has been structured will not attract any cost to the state. And most of those support, most of that support already exists. That's the point we're making. And so um, when 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 a person is a victim, there, there's support that is readily available. That isn't, doesn't even come from the state. Don't forget that we have a huge caterer of Christian health uh, facilities that support um, persons already who need this help. Uh, just this week, we have had to assist um, an individual who reached out to us um, and the requests come every day so you don't need the bill to continue doing something that you already do
0: i see so how about the talk about you know you punishing persons who may advocate the cause of lgbt and there of course there, there was this talk about it infringing on a person's uh, freedom of speech right to free speech for example um is that also going to see any amendment is there any proposed amendment to that as well
6: in fact that is the most punished offense in the bill that's the most punished offense in the bill promotion propaganda support and advocacy of lgbtq attracts a stiffer punishment than even being caught in the act and so there is absolutely No backing down on that. We intend to carry that out. Uh, It would apply to even media houses like you. You would have to, by all means, ensure that the content you put out is not promoting, advocating, or, 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 or propaganda material of LGBTQ. So you need to be careful. You have a TV station, the TV movies you put out, the children's cartoons that you put out, the material that you put out, You must exercise editorial policy to ensure that it is clean and sanitized. And this is not going to be an infringement of free speech. As we speak today, I listen a lot to uh, DJ Mingle and a few of your other DJs. When DJ Mingle is playing certain songs, because of the broadcasting laws in Ghana, he plays the radio edit. He doesn't play the raw version of the song because they are wet, just wet, mere wet in the original version of the song that... are not wholesome for radio you exercise editorial discretion to take out and make sure that dj mingle only plays the radio edit that is not an infringement of your freedom of expression and freedom of speech is it
0: you 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 also recorded no dissent in in the in the debates today in in parliament but in in your interactions with your colleagues on the floor and and elsewhere uh, do you feel that this is a genuine reflection of the sentiments of mps or it is as a result of the fear of public backlash that you think, you know, some dissenting voices on the matter, you know, may, may face. And so these voices got subdued. you have that impression?
6: If you are not bold enough to take a stand for something that you believe in, then what you believe in is suspect. So if you say anybody was afraid to take a stand for what they believe in, then anything you are afraid to let your neighbor know you are engaged in is criminal and offensive to society. So it should not be something that should be said of any honorable member of the House. So I would take it that once there was no dissent, genuinely all honourable members of the House support the bill and are not engaged in activities that they wouldn't want their neighbours to find out about.
0: Uh, I, I listened to her, Owusu Ekufu, the, the, the honourable member from Abelukma West, I think, and she made a point about natural canal knowledge in support of, of, of the bill. And she makes a case that anal sex, you know, even among couples, I mean, man and female, You know, it's it's considered unnatural uh, and and a whole lot. And she also made a case that the use of sex toys is also unnatural. Is is there an assertion you agree with? I mean, in terms of the use of sex toys, do, do, do you share the same opinion that that also constitutes unnatural canal knowledge?
6: Well, my opinions on natural and unnatural canal knowledge have found full expression in the bill. Um, the Honorable Esla Uso is a member of the Constitutional Parliamentary Legal and Parliamentary Affairs Committee. Um, she's at liberty to file amendments when we get to the consideration stage to reflect any uh, views she may hold, or she can even bring her own private member's bill. But for me, I'm comfortable with what has been expressed in the bill.
0: Because I I asked because there appears to be a booming industry which deals in, in sex toys, and so if the use of these objects, you know, are frowned upon by the law, then what what, what business do they have still having their shops if you, open? If
6: you have read the law, the law doesn't say what you are saying.
0: Because the the, the law, in essence, will talk about or talks about unnatural canal knowledge,
6: and, and then law and goes on. The law goes on to specify acts that have been proscribed. So, it is not an omnibus thing. It's not a morality law. The law has specific items that have been criminalized. There are specific acts that have been criminalized in the bill before Parliament. And so, if anybody wants to add anything, if tell you want to add anything, speak to your MP to file an amendment at the consideration stage. But you cannot extrapolate or think into being what you think that is not in the law and say it is in the law
0: thank you so much uh the honorable sam george and and uh, thank you so much for all the job you do for the people of ghana and specifically for the people of nigo pram pram as far as this particular one is concerned eyewitness news on 97.3 city fm i've been also joined in the line by reverend tim forger is a deputy education minister and indeed is the appears to be the only uh, a member of the ruling party side in parliament that was part of the proponents he joins us on the line for a few comments on this matter hello good evening sir welcome to eyewitness news you should certainly be happy that this bill has finally seen the day of debate and moving to the next stage
7: oh thank you very much salam indeed this is a great uh, milestone i um, in the process leading up to the passage of a bill that the whole of ghana uh, is looking forward to the young the old Across all religious sects and beliefs, uh, traditional rulers, everyone unanimously um, supports this position that it is a single legislation that will be remembered in history and is formidable and is going to stand the test of time, and, and several, several generations will come to remember this legislation as one. That's to, to protect the sanctity and dignity of the peoples of our land, our traditional values our beliefs and our our norms as a people and so we're, we're thankful to god that we've been able to have the second reading done um now subsequently we're going to have uh, like we're going to have a consideration speech and then eventually the third reading and we just can't wait to get it passed
6: i,
0: I recall when your name came up as one of those uh pushing for uh, uh the bill i mean some of your colleagues were were not uh, so happy about the fact that you were part of the team of minority mps trying to push this but you know how, how did it happen in the end that we have all your colleagues now supporting this bill what what went on behind the scenes
7: yeah so um, i don't recall any point where any of the members of parliament both NDC and the expressed any kind of reservation uh, or any Position contrary to what unanimously had been taken on, on on the matter of LGBT. Uh, if you recall, uh was somewhere exactly on the 25th of August 2017, that was in the 7th Parliament, that was the first time that I raised this matter in a press release to uh FMC TV and all media stations who supported They carried it widely. It became a big legislative matter at the time. Subsequently, I followed up with a a statement to Parliament on the floor, and it was unanimously supported by both uh, majority and minority NDC and both sides of the aisle. Um, the Speaker at the time supported the deputy. Every every leadership supported, and so that conversation has has progressed uh, to a point in the eighth Parliament where um, a private members bill was occasioned, and I'm very proud uh, to say that uh, the co-sponsors the sp- the co- of this bill. Um, the great work they've done, my good brother, Sam George, uh, Honorable Sam George, Honorable uh, Emmanuel Bedra, Honorable uh, Helena Nintonso, Honorable De Lassoa, and all the other co sponsors who joined myself. Uh, we've all together as a teamwork uh, who co sponsored this bill. Uh, we're very grateful for the, the the bold step that they've taken. But we also see that this is a, a private member's bill that not all 275 members of parliament will be able to sign up. Of course, you would need a few to co-sponsor it. And then when it comes to, cause, uh, even at committee level, it was a bipartisan unanimous um, approval. It, what, there was there was no con, um, dissenting whatsoever. Uh, both sides of the aisle at the committee level agreed. Uh, we sought the opinion of the Attorney General, which even came to enrich the position of our private members' bill and eventually came to the floor of Parliament for second reading. So the, the entire Parliament has been carried along. And, and the position of the law that we that were legislating is a true reflection of what the good people of Ghana stand for. You recall the CDD uh, survey that was conducted that indicated that uh, 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 a significant 86%. People in this country who who support the bill that we're sponsoring. So it is uh, today is good news, it is a milestone, it is uh, a win situation for the whole of Ghana, for MPP, for NDC, for every political party, for both sides of the aisle. It is a big victory for society. And so uh, it is not something that any particular political party or member of parliament or just a, a small section can take credit for. because We also recognize the strong uh, support and contribution of the religious uh, community, um, the clergy, Ghana Pentecostal, um, charismatic council, Ghana Christian council, the Catholic Visual Conference, the, uh, all the Muslim umbrella association of Islamic brothers and sisters, all traditional rulers, every belief system found expression strongly in this position taken. It is not a religious law. It is, a, it, is, it is not just a matter of morals, but it's a, an interle- a product of an intellectual consultation, uh, which in, very, very uh, interestingly does not violate, no portion of the bill violates any portion of the Constitution of Ghana. Neither does any portion of our bill violate any international treaty or uh, universal declaration of human rights. So, so this is, is a great position boldly expressed. Uh, And it's a a collective victory. What we are saying is that the the advocacy for and promotion of and and the propaganda of LGBT and its related activities, they are proscribed. And so must they be in the position of the law strengthened to adequately um, deal with the fluidities and the gray areas around it.
0: Very well. Uh, There are people who think that, yeah, this is a good law, but, but we will be fighting a losing battle because it is just a matter of time. That Ghana will eventually be engulfed in 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 this practice as well because it's something that is is running across the whole world. And Ghana on its own cannot be an island, no matter uh, uh, the the stringent nature of your of your of your of your laws. So, for example, I mean, we consume movies. Of course, I'm just spoken about uh, um, the, the the part about advocacy, etc. But do we have the bandwidth as a people to monitor TV stations, even this day and age, social media, WhatsApp messages that may seek to propagate? you know, uh, um, um, videos that may seek to propagate the practice we are proscribing now. Do we have that bandwidth?
7: This bill that we are we soon going to pass into law is one that is formidable, it's one that has come to stay, it's one that is relevant today, and it's one that is going to be relevant in the next 500, 800, 900 years. It is not something I foresee being overturned. If there's any portion of it that will even be amended in the, in, the, in the future, it's going to be one that will enhance further the position and even make it more robust in dealing with what other people will prescribe. It's not something that is going to wash away. Uh, so it is, uh, it's, it's for this generation, the future generation, generations to come, Ghana no. is not going to be an island because there are many countries that have similar legislation. Um, the, the, our good brothers in the Gulf region, Kuwait, uh, uh, UAE, uh, Qatar, we um, can you can name them: Saudi Arabia, uh, Russia, um, China, and many other countries that are not even in Africa. They have similar laws, legislations that, that 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 mirror the position that we have taken, and 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 those those legislations have stood the test of time. And so Ghana is not going to be the first to take this position, and and, and definitely this is formidable and is going to survive. So we are not doing anything peculiar. And novel. Well. it is something that is, uh, is, is a practice a legislative practice that is, is practiced in many very notable countries and so what we are saying, and what we always say is that this is not a diplomatic battle, neither must this become uh, a, 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 must this occasion any diplomatic brawl because each country is sovereign and, and and each country has the liberty to pass laws that reflect the ideals. And values of their people, and so oftentimes when we have even disagreed with uh, people, uh, our brothers in the uh, in the in the west who have even in some um, cases accepted some part of LGBT, some even United States for instance, it's not across all the states that have accepted LGBT. There are some states now you can in, in the United States today which. Which abhor and, and prescribe LGBT, and so what we're saying is that even for those ones who have unanimously accepted various elements of LGBT in their laws, it is not it's not being unanimous. It is a law position they have taking, but you still find a good number of their people dissenting. But it's a, nonetheless, there's a law they're taking, and every other country in, in in the in the spirit of good neighborliness and, and mutual respect respects the position they think. taking. So when they travel there, they do have the laws have determined. In the same way, we have taken this position which reflects our views and norms and beliefs and, and, and it does not in any way violate any international treaty. In the same way, in reciprocity, we expect that even if any country in the world does not agree with our position, they must respect what uh, the majority and overwhelming majority of the people have expressed as what we want and what we want to go by. And therefore, must not um, I mean, ruffle any feathers in our trade, in our Uh, diplomatic relations or friendliness whatsoever. And therefore, we expect that they make pronouncements that are decent, that are respectful, and that will further enhance the already cordial relations we have with them.
0: The the, the danger many people fear is that, of course, the bill does not prescribe mob justice, you know, and, and things like that in dealing with the problem. The bill actually deals with due process. But, you know, not everybody will read the bill. Are you not worried that some persons in society uh may begin to exert their own forms of discipline or mob justice or, or suspected practitioners of this practice of course the police will arrest those people taking the law into their own hands but it might be too late they, they may they may have caused harm to people before the police arrest them are you not concerned or worried about that
7: you know the the, the constitution relevant portions of the constitution article 14 article 17 article 33 various portions um Speak to um, the liberties, freedom, and the human rights that must be protected. And, 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 and definitely, that is what this bill seeks to address. Yes, like other laws who, which have prescribed um, um, tests, which are prescribed uh, murder, which have prescribed armed robbery, for instance, there's still no provision in that law that protects the su- suspect of those crimes. And so, it is a particular Particular acts that have been proscribed or that we are seeking to proscribe, but the practitioners or suspected practitioners there are adequate provisions in the, in the bill. That will protect them even in the event where they have, been, they have been found or determined or pronounced by a court as guilty. They still have their, their human rights that, that will be protected. And so it is, this law is in no way is promoting it. Neither is it going to promote no shape or form in any way Going to promote mob justice or any, any anything of that of that nature against people suspected or even determined to have have fallen foul of any part of the law we are proposing. So there's adequate provision for protection of everybody's human rights. However, the very act that will be in contravention with the law is what adequate provisions have also been made to prescribe. So no one is in, in this country. Uh, no one is is, is encouraged. Uh, even before the coming to being or force of this law, is encouraged to uh, um, have a mob justice against anyone who has committed any crime or suspected to, to, to have committed any crime. And so if, even if there are, even when certain instances of mob justice sadly had occurred, they were not particularly uh, um, associated with any particular uh, kind of crime. It, it, sometimes it got across. So, even uh, that it is proscribed mm. and more than proscribed. And in the same with any kind of crime, anyone that is suspected or even determined to have been guilty, so need protection and an adequate prote- uh, provision in this bill to protect
0: that person. Mm. Someone called Alex from Spinter just sent a message, and I, I, I want to have, know your view on this. He said, I pray we shall see the day when the hypocrisy of our elderly will fall. Uh, and we will begin to respect the rights of people. What a man does in his room shouldn't be the state's concern unless it infringes on the rights of another. One day, we will wake up and wonder why we ended up in this oppressive space or place. Uh, What do you say to persons with this kind of concern?
7: The position of the law is very clear. People have their right to express their views. The interesting thing is that over 86% are people who... Have determined that as a society, we, we have come from somewhere, we are going somewhere, we are guided by our rules, our norms. And in any civil society, there are basic principles that guide our identity, our lifestyle. And therefore, um, the adequate laws must be made so that we don't get to a situation where people will just get up and say, in the, in, under the guise of human rights, I feel like I'm a woman. Now, the next day, I feel like I'm a man. The next day, I feel like I'm wood, I'm cat. I feel like I, I can go and sleep with just anything or anybody of the of same sex. There must be decency. There must be orderliness. There must be order that is guiding how we have been wired and created as human beings. And therefore, matters of, of, of sexual perversion, as I put it, must not be condoned as human rights. They are sexual perversion That is not how anybody is created. And so, so, yes, there are people who have psychosocial uh, uh, um, uh, challenges. And then we are making provisions in the law that will offer support to such persons to restore them and to, uh, and to orient them properly. And so, such persons thinking that, well, uh, anybody at all can do anything so long as it is in the room. We cannot plan a coup in a room. We cannot do certain things in a room. You cannot, so, so, so we need to understand the matter that the matters we are raising in that context, and not lamp everything the human rights to say that this though in an Australian authority, this bill, no provision that in uh, uh, infringes or violates hmm. any. International future universal declaration of Human
0: very well, yes,
7: yes, and, 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 and I want that the freedoms, the liberties, and the dignity of our peoples are going to be safeguarded by them. Mm. Okay.
0: And, and I want a quick, a very quick answer on this. So, can I, for example, after the passage of this bill, call someone who has you know an opposing view on, on the matters to, to, to speak to? Will I be allowed to do that? But by, by, um, by, by the provisions say, of this bill.
7: Oh yes, yeah. so, so 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 that people will say, "Oh well, I am not, uh, I am not gay, I am not lesbian, I am not transgender, I am not this." But my is to advocate for people that they can do, they can do advocacy for promotion of you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all prescribed, and that is a key object. So,
0: so 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 I cannot call somebody to express an opposing view. You
7: cannot. You you cannot. You cannot propagate. Neither can you uh, 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 agenda a uh, propaganda of or an advocate, cannot mount an advocacy for the promotion of LGBT and related activities. As, as every society, Salon is a product of what they preach, of what they advocate, of what they propagate, of what they, they prefer, and, 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 and sometimes written and unwritten in various forms that is what culminates over a period into what society stands for very what well. becomes crystallizes into a society of practice and value and mm. therefore we need to safeguard all aspects to ensure that we have the sanctity and dignity of our people intact very well
0: not. thank you and, so and, much and, yes you know, so thank good. you so much reverend so, team for your deputy thank education you minister thank you very much, and sir. also a key uh, proponent of uh, the so-called anti-gay uh, Bill, eyewitness news on ninety seven point three, CTFM. Your comments have come in, and we will read some of them after this break. Don't go away. Eyewitness news, be there as it happens.
3: Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3 Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973 and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973
6: with the hashtag Eyewitness News.
0: Eyewitness News on 97.3 City FM. A few of your messages that have come through. I'm so glad that uh, the 275 MPs are all in support of the passage of the anti-LGBT uh, bill into law. Kudos Honorable Sam George and his colleagues. Uh, that's from Babamu in Tamale. Alasani in Tema in says, Good evening, Salam Ghanaians uh, don't like same sex marriage. So why are they still discussing that thing? We are sending warning to them to stop any law that, uh, that encourages same sex marriage, uh, most especially uh, the Muslim MPs. You say, Bana Chairman in Tamale, says, our, parli- our parliament must do everything possible to pass the anti gay bill to secure the dignity and sanctity of. Uh, Ghanaians. Now, let's go back to our very first story where the uh, members of uh, the National uh, Food Supplies Association are protesting at the premises of the National Food Buffer Stock Company. Uh, the aggrieved agri- workers began their protest yesterday, uh, with some spending the night at the place to find all conditions. The suppliers, who are about 275, are demanding the payment of two years' IRS owed. Then by the stock company for food supplies made to some senior high schools uh so we've been joined on the line now uh by one of uh the the, the persons um who who are participants in this particular protest it's actually a spokesperson of the national association of food suppliers Kweku. Uh, to to help us appreciate what what their current situation is. Hello, good evening, sir. Welcome to Eyewitness News. How much exactly uh, does the state or does the National Football stock Company owe you? Good evening. Yes, how much are you owed in all?
1: The money is about $270 million. And
0: what has your engagement with the uh national Buffer stock company produced what have you been told what 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 assurances have you been given have they given you a timeline is there a payment plan what exactly have you been told
1: um (coughs) we no longer i no longer regard the things they have told us as assurance uh they are just things that were not meant or they were not intended uh to, to be what they meant they 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 they, they made us to believe because over the last two years it's been the same story it has been promises which never saw the, the light of day and so as of the promises as of the assurance we are fed all we are looking for is our money to be given to us
0: is it a case that some some of your members or some food suppliers are paid or being paid whilst others are not paid or being paid because we know that the the schools continue getting supplies from some of your members so what's the situation is it that everybody is not being paid or just those of you or 275 of you are are not paid is that a situation what was the situation
1: really thank you very for this very question um the issue is when the free assistance started we started with free assistance we started with, with buffer stock, and we were supplying the food stuff to buffer stock. We did that from 2017. They were paying 2018. They were paying 2019. They were paying 2020. They were paying until 2021, where there were uh, some difficulties uh, from government side. So in 2021, we're paying just a minute part of what we supplied, but because we have done, we had done supplies with them uh, over the years. We built some um, uh, confidence and trusted that perhaps they had run into difficulties. And so, when they asked us to continue supply, we did. In 2022, the entire year we supplied, government never gave us a penny, a dime. In 2023, when we were demanding, we were pushing, we were pushing, they were not giving us answers. until 2023, they invited us into a meeting where they convinced us again once more that government was trying to pull some money. For us, so we should go and do some emergency supplies for government. And that they were uh they are, they are putting our money together. So by the time we finish supply, they were going to give us our money. We complied and did the supply. We trade we we, we tried to, to make government to pay us all to no avail. Uh, until recently when the minister told us that he had released ninety percent of what we we're chasing to The buffer stock, so he was surprised. Buffer stock didn't give us the money, so we came back to Buffer stock to inquire why our money was not released to us when indeed that money had been given to him. The only answer he had was for us was that he had used portion of that money to defray a loan that he, he procured on his book. That was why he's not been able to, and it, it's quite shocking why uh, such an answer will be coming because we know Buffer stock is a, uh, it's not a revenue generating. Uh, enterprise and that for it to be able to have a good profiling to mm-hmm. be able to convince any banker that would have been uh, uh, a confusion, though. but we don't, we are not interested in those things, we are only looking for our money. So we asked when our money is going to be given. Um, no proper answers were coming until recently when we discovered that indeed Papa stock has gotten money now and has contracted people outside our association. And they are the ones doing supply. But in this case, they are able to manage to raise money as soon as you, you, you deliver and submit your invoices, you are paid promptly. There are cases that people are even given advance money um, before uh, the, the goods are procured. And our money is still with the government. At the time, difficulties arose. At the time, the government was going through serious challenges regarding the payment. We were the one government or buffer stock on for delivery of those foodstuffs to the various schools. Now, the government has money, personal interest, cronism has engulfed the entire managers of the the the, the, the buffer stock institution, and so they have decided to do business with other people. And those people they are doing the business with don't know where to even source for the goods. They rather come to us for guidance. And directions as to how they're going to get the good supply. Hmm. This is our problem. I and see. This is why we are not living here today. This is why we are going to be here till so our money is paid because we just discovered the government indeed has the money, but the insensitivity of the people managing these the, the, state institutions are what the insensitivity of those people managing these institutions are the reasons why we are in this mess we are today. But this money that we used to do our business, we took those money from the bank. We also owe. We need to also go and settle our our creditors. How on earth would you be telling us that you have used our money to go decrease your your loan? If a state institution is afraid, is, is scared, and is in a hurry to go and pay its obligation or bank its uh, loan obligation with the bank, how much more we individual who have used our our collateral to secure loans uh, for for the purpose of uh, satisfying uh, the ambitions or the, the objectives or the, 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 that same institution it is unfair it is totally not fair it is totally not justifiable and we can only appreciate the space the media has given us attention the media has given us we can only ask for more as oliver to would would uh, aspire for we can only ask for more that please place calls to these state institutions and ask them that this is the that we are making and you solicit some response from them. As we've been here, we have already come and we are not leaving. Nothing will change our mind to live here until our money is up here.
0: I see. So so you are also sleeping there tonight, of course. some of you, Did you sleep there last night yourself or just some yes, of your I members did. did? I did. You slept I did. there I to na- last yeah. night. So in the yeah. morning, you woke up, went home to freshen up and you are back. Is that the case? Yeah. Or you, You've been there since last night?
1: I've been there since last night. I just left around 2 o'clock to go and take my shower and just go back.
0: So when when the, the 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 workers of the company came to see you guys sleeping around the premises, what did they tell you? Were they surprised?
1: What did they tell you? No, nobody has ever spoken to us ever since we came here.
0: Oh, you've not you've not had any official communication from the company, you know? To, no, to, to you. No, no. I see.
1: All right. And that has been the case always for the last two years. They don't regard us. They don't respect us. We, we've we been chasing them many times we come. It's excuses upon excuses. There are times we come. And the buffer Stock CEO will tell us that we should all go to, we should all drive together with him to the Ministry of Education and to go and ask why our money has not been settled till, till date. Very we well. get there, we will drive there and we will not find the buffer Stock CEO. We will vanish into a thin air. And we've been going through all this. There are times you come, they will tell you he's going to make a wait. Then he comes back, they will send you your money. We've been doing that. And now, now money has come. They have come to pick different people, and you're working with those people. This is not tenable at all. This is totally unfair. This is cowardly.
0: I see. We wish you the very best, and we hope that uh, soon your, your, your challenges are addressed. Thank you so much, Kuku Ahmedume, spokesperson for the National Association of Food Suppliers. Akosia has another
2: story. The National Democratic Congress is accusing the National Identification Authority of data suppression by not making the registration of the Ghana Cards accessible in many parts of the country. The party's leadership claims says this move is an act to deny a lot of voters access to vote in the 2024 general elections. Here's Deputy General Secretary Mustafa Gbandi speaking to City News.
8: My checks show that NIA is in certain regions and are taking what they call premium express service. And the premium express service, you are required to pay about 280 Ghana cities before you can be given a Ghana card.
2: I, I thought that to, to how much they charge goes with um, those who have misplaced or coming to make some effect changes or, or no, that's for like, emergency registration but not, for not,
8: not that's for emergency registration acquisition. Okay. But because you need it immediately, they does it express and then uh, you know you have to pay 250, 280 Ghana cities in this economy where people cannot even get food to eat. At this time where the issue of Ghana Card has become so important, how do we then say that it's a public service, it's a public document, when the whole intent of the institution that is supposed to be given that service is rather to make profit? Now, we are saying that the NIA is only engaged in an exercise that is geared towards preventing Ghanaians from registering for Ghana Card. Number two, we also feel that the NIA is deliberately doing that to allow for data suppression so that if it becomes the only document for registration uh, to acquire a voter ID card, then that data that has been suppressed would have affected the election of 2024.
2: That was Deputy General Secretary of the National Democratic Congress, Mustafa Gbandi. Now Minister of Communication and digitalization Eslo Usuwe has underscored the need for legislative instruments to empower the National Information Technology Agency to discharge its mandate of implementing Ghana's IT policies. The minister says the absence of legislative instruments over the years has hampered government's digitalization agenda. Speaking to the media on the sidelines of Stakeholder engagement to discuss the draft content of legislative instruments. as Okufo said more will be done to place the national uh, digitalization agenda at the heart of the country's ICT ecosystem.
9: Just like the Attorney General is the legal advisor to government, we see Nita as the ICT advisor to government. Not all of us are experts in this area, so we've left it for the service providers to dictate the pace of our digitalization without the policymaker determining the how and the when and the, the what. It is as if people come up with products and we say, ah, it's a good idea, let's do it. But is it part of the implementation of your own policy? And is it in line with your own objectives as a government? That gap has also been identified and this is where NITA should be the heart of the ICT ecosystem and see that everything that we are doing is in line with the implementation of the policy that we have decided will guide this process. So we have finalized the digital economy policy which is an improvement or or an enhancement of the ICT for Accelerated Development policy that was passed in 2003. We now have a draft digital economy policy which is going to uh, cabinet for approval and should be outdoors. we've done extensive stakeholder consultation and and, and got their input on it already. So that is done. Now NITA is the agency that is supposed to implement these policies of government. How are they going to do that? And that is where these allies come in to indicate how these ICT policies of government will be implemented, monitored,
2: and which how the various agencies should work together. As well as Minister of Communication and Digitalization.
0: Eyewitness news on 97.3 City FM. It's time for City Business News. But let me share a few of your messages with you before uh, Prince Nuruddin Baumia in Boku says the CEO of the Buffer Stock Company should please find an amicable solution to the plight of the suppliers the premise the premises of the buffer stocks shouldn't be a place of abode for the supplies prince herring koforidia said good evening adobal MPP government only thinks about what they can do to win power and not and not what will favor or make Ghanaians happy people who have supplied food to various shs's haven't been paid their monies yet we are building needless cathedral and procuring laptops you say so the government doesn't take them seriously and they shouldn't supply until they are paid full time. Uh, this other one says Alan Enchantan says, I hope the National Food Buffer Stock Company has been uh, providing uh, places of convenience uh, for these people. That's an interesting one there. Um, Eyewitness News on 97.3 City FM. Uh, up next is City Business News. Don't go away. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens.
6: Get the details, details. every significant financial transaction, every market movement, and all the
7: policies that affect your business. City City Business Business News. Be informed.
2: Hello and welcome to City Business News and Eyewitness News brought to you by citybusinessnews.com. I am Akusia Ochoa. Let's settle for details of our stories now. The Minister of State at the Finance Ministry, Mohamed Amin Adam, has announced the government's plans to set up a thousand electric car charging stations across the country within the next. Five years. The decision, according to him, comes as Ghana experiences a growing number of electric vehicles on its roads, with over 100,000 already in operation. Addressing attendees at the Climate Finance for Sustainable Transition in Africa conference, Mohamed Amin Adam emphasised that the establishment of the necessary charging infrastructure is crucial to promote the widespread adoption of electric vehicles. And we are hoping that over the next five years, we
8: should be able to build 1,000 electric charging stations so that we provide the infrastructure to promote the use of electric vehicles. The infrastructure is so electrical. When you don't have it, electric vehicles come in. What happens? They cannot operate. And that is where people will find ingenious in, in, in pieces fire the and some of which could even cause problems, accidents for us, because they have to tamper with electric infrastructure. So Ghanaians, let's sit down. Government is doing its part, this is what we want to do about a thousand stations over the next five years to provide the infrastructure for those who want
10: to bring electric vehicles into the country.
8: There are also regulations that are being devolved by the Energy Commission to regulate manufacturing and use of electric
2: vehicles. Mohamed Amin Adam is Minister of State at the Finance Ministry. Now, the Minister of Trade and Industry, Kabbalah Tahir Muhammad, has revealed that over 3,000 jobs have been created by some 311 firms who benefited from the COVID-19 response grant. The overall aim of the program was to support SMEs, the high potential of implementing productivity and also competitiveness, enhancing initiatives to accelerate their growth. He was speaking at a women and youth MSME program organized by the Ghana Enterprises Agency. I'm
3: happy to know that some
0: 3,195 Jobs have so far been sustained by about 311 firms so created and so supported by the grants provided by the medium for which we are present here today. This is welcoming news. Because not only business able to make profit and keep their staff, they're also able to expand and add on new staff. Not bad at all. I am told that about 66% of the beneficiaries indicated in a survey that average values of their gross sales increased by approximately 4%. Not bad at all.
2: That was Minister of Trade and Industry, Katie Hammond. Now to some exciting news. The biggest trade exhibition in the country returns this August Hundreds of exhibitors are expected to gather to showcase indigenous products and services under this exhibition. If you do not know that grand exhibition I'm talking about... Then the annual CTTV, City CTFM, City is this Eskana exhibition. The two-day event is scheduled for August 26 and 27 at the Accra Metropolitan Assembly. The fair will see the assembling of local SMEs, startups, homegrown businesses, innovations and also indigenous corporate body for the thousands of patrons. Here's Chief Executive Officer of CTTV, Samuel Atamenta speaking about this year's Expo on the City Breakfast Show.
10: This is Ghana is where we bring together all made in Ghana uh, business tourists to come in, to, uh, business cases to tell their stories. Mm-hmm. So you have people in services created, crafted in Ghana by indigens um, or Ghanaians. Mm-hmm. Um, you have products, manufacturing, mm-hmm. production in Ghana, mm-hmm. innovation and services in Ghana. Um, and innovation and services, you know, manufacturing, uh, machinery, plant and equipment, automobile. Last year, we had automobile companies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had research companies, the CSIL, CSIL. um, You know, they were all there. And this year, we are taking it a notch higher. All the services um, owned, crafted, promoted mm-hmm. by indigens, we are giving this platform for them to come and showcase what they have
2: or do well to uh, attend the This is Ghana exhibition happening on the August 26th and twenty seven at the Accra Metropolitan Assembly. But that was uh, Samuel Atamensa, Chief Executive Officer of City TV. And that's all for City Business News and Eyewitness News. It was powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Akusia Autry. Up next is Point Blank.
0: Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Welcome to Point Blank segment of the Eyewitness News. 20 minutes to the top of the hour. On Point Blank tonight, we bring you excerpts of the debate in Parliament on the IGBT bill.
9: Important bill.
3: I will wish whether they witness some of the scenes, Mr. Speaker, a lot has been said. I do not intend Repeating or rehearsing them. But, Mr. Speaker, this is a very, very important matter. Mr. Speaker, page 5 of the report, or that of the bill. The address of the bill is as contained in the memorandum, accompanying the bill is to provide for proper human sexual rights and Ghanaian family values. Proscribe LGBTQ plus and related activities. Proscribe propaganda of advocacy for or promotion of, and they have a long thing, LGBTQIAPP and all that. Mr. Speaker, it's important we focus on this matter. A lot has been said. Emphasis on our cultural, our moral values as a nation. Very well articulated by honorable members. But Mr. Speaker, I want us to draw attention to this. All that has been said is known. It's been in the Bible all these years. It's been the Holy Quran all these years our moral values are known Then why are we now expecting to expand what is in our laws and then bring such an important bill and pass it to law. Why? It is because of the promotion and advocacy of those who believe in this madness. That is the issue. That for me is the issue, Mr. Speaker. The issue is not repeating that homosexuality is madness. It is total madness. The, the issue is not it's against our culture. It's important. Let's repeat it. Let's remind our people. I agree 100%. But I'm saying that the danger is the promotion and the starting one. That is why in this report the committee did very well to talk about the, what is happening in Hungary. Right on speaker paragraph 77.2, they say that Hungary anti-LGBTQ legislation is targeted at children, even if they say below 80 years, adults are allowed to engage in same sex marriage. But they say this, the key elements in the Hungary legislation are the prohibition of all sorts of advertising, publication. And public education, which propose to propagate or portray divergence from self ad- self identity corresponding to sex at birth. Right, Speaker, Honorable Members. For me, this is the danger. Because you may have a teacher in your child's school who may suddenly be promoting this. Don't say he, don't say she, don't say this. Exactly, they'll be doing that. One of our shops, who'll be using all these gay colors, and so you have a baby, you are going to buy a diaper, and there's a color on it. These are the subtle dangerous things that beyond person-based bill. What we do as a nation. I was so happy when that we can asked the question. That if there's anybody against this bill, he should speak. And for the first time all 135 members of parliament, of, of Ghana's parliament, we are supporting this bill. And that is wrong. But let's go even beyond the passage of this bill. Because, others have discovered of madness. I will add that it's a satanic force. And let's not or underestimate this satanic force. They will come to us and participate in so many ways. And for me, therefore, the bill is passed. I mean it's law. And we are passing it. I was advocating that we shall really spend 30 minutes and let it be said that when this thing came to Parliament of Ghana within 30 minutes we agreed and passed it. That's what we should have done. Now I can understand people We all want to contribute, so we are taking some time to contribute. But I'm saying that beyond this, again, I'm referring to the persistence of the report. In quoting what happened in Hungary, under the legislation, parents have the sole right and responsibility for the emotional, physical, and spiritual development of their child. And it is so important that we... on. Essentially, their propagation. Somebody can be on a radio station, and you can pass a certain comment. He may not blatantly be promoting LGBTQ, but they will find a way of still trying to indoctrinate the society, especially our children. I am saying that we may not be able to capture everything maybe in the bill, but there should be a conscious effort on the part of society. Let us not just celebrate the passage of this bill into law. But beyond that, there should be eternal vigilance because, Mr. Speaker, it goes against everything of our society. And we should exercise eternal vigilance to make sure that all that we have said, this bill is passed into law. It will be done. Or it is done. But beyond that, let us exercise eternal vigilance. Thank you,
8: Mr. Speaker. Thank you very, very much. Honorable former majority leader, I'm am watching my time. I'm giving you two minutes, please. Let's hear you.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I have yes, two concerns or observations to make, and it's going to be different from the arguments that we have canvassed this afternoon or evening. But before I mention them, Mr. Speaker, let me. I put on record my commendation and gratitude to the honourable members who had the vision and the determination to bring <coughs> this private members' uh, bill to Parliament. It has involved a lot of hard work on their part, a lot of research and sacrifices, and I think that we need to commend the honourable members who have been able to bring this bill. Having said that, Mr Speaker, let me also place on record the gratitude of myself to the speakership. For the support that you have given to this bill and have, and have brought it this far. Now, my first observation is this, that this bill has a, a national appeal. This bill has attracted the attention of everybody in Ghana and this bill is dedicated to their families, etc. So, against that background, I thought that <coughs> That background and the interest that we have gathered this afternoon, we heard that all the 275 members of Parliament against us support the bill. So therefore, we all support it. Against this background, I thought that would have been very useful for the government, the president, to adopt the bill to link up with the honourable members who are bringing this private members' bill, having regard to the challenges associated with private members' bills, which I will show shortly and then to have adopted this bill with the consent of his or own members. If they had done so, then the perception by some people that, oh, the president or the governor of the day is not interested in this bill and the rest of them would have been matters of the past. It wouldn't have arisen at all. But we haven't done that. And Mr. Speaker, I'm saying so, more so again the backdrop of the Attorney General's advice we wrote to the committee. In October last year. The Attorney General's advice or document is dated 19 October 2022 that we wrote to this August House. And then at page 17, in his conclusion, page 17, Article 2, he said the bill is a private member's bill subject to Article 108 of the Constitution. A private member's bill should not. For purposes of Article 108 of the Constitution, have any financial implications on government. However, the bill is indicative of financial implications." Unquote, that this bill is indicative, indicative of financial implications. This is what he said. Against the background, Mr. Speaker, if we do not resolve it and we pass it into law, then the technicalities the legal implications will come to play that, yes, we passed the law, but we cannot implement it because it has financial implications. It will undermine the work, the industry that we have put into this bill. That is why I'm drawing the attention of government that we should not wait until we pass the law and cannot implement it. They should, at the end of the day, adopt this and then make sure that we implement it. Because we have so so many institutions in Ghana with good laws, and yet, lack of resources, they cannot implement them. That is the more reason why I said that they should have done so. We can say so more so, um, in twenty twelve when President late President May was in office, American delegation from Congress came, and they visited him and they asked him whether the order Ghana would not pass a law legalizing gay, and let, then etc. He said that under his leadership, Ghana will never do such a thing. That was very concerned, everybody understood it. And if the government of the day had done the same thing by adopting this bill, I think that it would have solved. Some of the perceptions that they have had. And lastly, um if you look at the object of the bill, I will argue this during the time of the consideration stage, okay. The object of the bill and that I think that we should be looking at. well. So well. I want to give I want to thank you for the opportunity giving me, comment the
8: family Members for this motion and so everybody for the support. Thank you me. very much. Thank you so much. I'll now come to leadership. Leadership, can I control your time? If I'm permitted, then I'll give five minutes to each leader. Thank you very much,
3: Mr. Speaker, for giving me the opportunity. I must also thank the distinguished minority leader for giving me the opportunity to speak on his behalf. Mr. Speaker, Why,
6: why,
3: why, why? <laughs> Mr. speaker I was a bit sad by God will always be God what just happened here is what is happening outside the chamber and therefore the problem or the defect that the passage of this bill seek to cure is what we are seeing here Mr. speaker what am I saying? there are no timelines that can work me by 100 years 200 years lgbq build is going to be a right no there can never be a timeline and let nobody there put a timeline the speaker i must also continue from where the veteran majority former majority leader ended that his excellency the president should have considered adopting this bill to be a government bill. last speaker, this is not the first of its kind. During the third parliament, and that was during the reign of His Excellency John Agyekun Kufo, the Institute of Economic Affairs initiated a private member's bill, same like this, and that was to cure a defect in relation to domestic domestic violence bill his excellency adopted
8: that bill from the speaker <laughs> me, honorable uh, member address me and you have
3: former former president john again seeing very well that the what was started as a private member's bill and that is the Domestic Violence and Victim Support Bill was for the good of the country. He adopted it from Institute of Economic Affairs, that is IEE, and it became a government bill. And that is what we now have as a, a Domestic Violence Act. So Mr. Speaker, why am I saying this? It has happened before, there is precedence. And therefore, seeing that there is a consensus in this House, Almost all the 275 MPs are speaking in support of this bill. Mr. Speaker, we should not further belabor the point. It must cease to be from a private member's bill and become a government bill, so that everybody will have the confidence. Mr. Speaker, why are we here? We are representing the good people outside this chamber. We are representatives. And tell me, which MP sitting here? Will go to his constituency and they will not urge him to come and make sure that this law passed through. Mr. Speaker, I've gone through the report. And if you look at the, propos- the argument against the big, what they are saying is that, oh, inclusive society promoted and therefore this LGBTQ is a portion of the right of democracy. Mr. Speaker, if when we were passing it, in- The 1992 constitution in this country, when Ghana went into a referendum, the Ghanaian Ghanaian public were told that we were going to practice constitutional rule and that LGBTQ was going to be part of the rights. Mr. Speaker, I bet you this constitution wouldn't have seen the light of the day. This is not what we told them. We told them we were coming to protect their values and rights and all those things. We were coming to make sure that the rights of the ones were protected but not to affect LGBTQ speaker, Even here, when somebody is being mentioned that you you are, you, you can see what will happen here. Nobody wants to associate with it. <laughs> so, why is it that nobody is even feeling free if you begin to mention it? name? People are scared. So the bill must go through. And I do totally agree with the Honourable Manorita when he said the committee should have agreed that the bill be passed under 119. That's on a certificate of agency. I agree with you, Mr Speaker. But we cannot debate this bill without recognising the vulnerable contribution of the initiators of the bill. I've gone through the report and what the committee has written. is I How did the bill begin? It began by the prominent personality, Apostle Professor Upoku the former chairman of the Church of Pentecost, and lawyer for Amwani. Is the general secretary of the coalition, and Apostle Professor Upunina was the chairman, is the chairman of the coalition. They saw the need that more. What was happening in the country was not in good taste, and therefore something must be done about it. They organized themselves into coalition and then threw a helping hand and reached out to the president of the parliamentary Christian Fellowship. That's Honorable Emmanuel Kasi Beja. That is how the link began. So, when you present a report, and Apostle Professor Bokun Nande is not even mentioned anywhere, I'm mentioning. IEA today because I was in university by then and I was following parliamentary proceedings. So you cannot talk of domestic support bill without mentioning IEA. So, coalition is mentioned, but the distinguished clergy seated up there and the imams and chiefs seated there, the traditional rulers are here, the imams are here, and the clergy from all the various churches are here. No single church has Separated themselves or disassociated
0: themselves from this bill. The speaker, Who do we represent? We re- So we had accepts of the debate in Parliament today on the anti LGBT bill. That's our program for tonight. My name is Selom Adunu. Earlier, you heard at Kosi Archery. Show produced by Nana Kobna Wilson and Sami Wiafi, as well as Bevelin London. Technical assistance has been given by Daniel Squashi. Up next is face-to-face. Have a good evening. City News. We speak first. Reach our hotline on 0302-224959 and get interactive on Facebook, City 97.3 FM and on Twitter at City 973.